Hey, welcome to Going Off Track. Hey! I'm, jo- I'm Jonah. I'm Brad. And we're hanging out in Brad's lovely Lower East Side apartment. Yes, we are. Um, <laughs> this is my first time in Brad's home. It's very exciting for me. Yeah, I can't believe it. But I can't either. I don't know why you would have come you over. You should have a party. When's the last time you had a party here? Like um, adult party, not like like little kid party. Oh, I don't know. You're like, we last, didn't have last a super weekend. bowl party this year because yeah. um, we usually do like we usually do like Super Bowl parties. Oh, we're gonna have we'll have a uh, Oscar party. You want to come to that? Sure, that'll be a w- in a week, right? It's like in a little over a week. Okay, um, I'm gonna be in a yoga retreat the first week of March. Probably when this podcast is airing, I'll be in Ecuador. Wow, really? Yeah. Ecuador. Ecuador. Nice. It's very exciting. I'm doing a retreat with the yoga shala here. How long is it for? It's a week. Yeah. Wow, you should meet my neighbor down here. She's mad. into. She's like about to move to like Tibet and like just do yoga and meditation. That's going to be her thing. Yeah. That's a a way to do it. That's that's not a bad thing. She's going to just transform transform into a spiritual entity, I think. Yeah. I'm trying to get there, but yeah, I'm excited. I haven't done I haven't done a yoga retreat in a few years, so this, and I've never done one outside of like upstate New York. So it should be pretty exciting for me. Yeah, hell yeah. Have you been to Ecuador before? I've not. I've only I been. Either. I guess the only place I've been in South America is is Brazil. Okay, never been there. I've been to Colombia. Yeah, no, I've only been to Brazil. I've been to Brazil several times, so oh yeah, feel good about that. Yeah. Um. I feel good about today's podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, today in the podcast, we have Russian Circles. Um, you may recognize their bass player, Brian Cook, as a occasional guest host on this podcast. Friend of Off Track, Friend for of sure. Off Track. He did the Deaf Heaven podcast, a couple other ones. I can't remember. And uh, Mike and Dave are old friends of mine. And they don't do a lot of podcasts or interviews, really. Um, so... Uh, I just kept harassing them, and I think Brian kept harassing them too, and we got the full band in. So it's Mike, Dave, and Brian. Um, and they have a new record out. Or their most recent record is called Guidance. It's great. All their records are great, but I, I really love the new one. And uh, they're currently on tour in Europe with a band called Cloakroom, and after that, they will be going on tour with the Eagles of Death Metal and Mastodon. And that tour starts in April 14th. In Montana, and it goes up to Seattle, comes back out to the East Coast. Basically, all of April and May, they're out with Master Hunter Eagles of Death Metal. So Massive. I would definitely try to hit one of those shows if you can. And I would also check out a Russian Circles headlining show because their live show, they tr- do everything live. They play a million instruments, have a crazy light show. I saw them Their War- sound is huge, it's man. Huge. I saw them at Warsaw on this tour. Even if you're not enhanced. It was great. They're a really, really... Were you enhanced? Um, what do you mean? <laughs> I was just hanging out. You weren't enhanced for the show? I don't think so. <laughs> they gave me some water, though. That was nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But uh, that was during, I saw them during my like four months of not drinking. Wow. So I was not enhanced. That's but not, what I, that's not what I was talking about, but you know, whatever. Okay, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Just like an herbal, like oh, tea. That, yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I was, no, I wasn't, wasn't. Not at the time, but they're great. You don't need drugs to enjoy the music of Russian circles. Mm. Although it would probably, on drugs, it probably would sound pretty cool yeah. also. <laughs> um, to your point. 
But anyways, don't do sh- drugs. Don't do drugs. Kids. Listen to podcasts. Here's Russian Circles on Going Off Track. Right. Me and yeah. Brian can share. Yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. fine. I mean, I sort of think of Brian as a guest host, anyways. Even though this is also your band. Yeah, true. Because well, guess- his band. I mean, I don't like to. Say I mean, even though he's in this band. No, it's not his band. It's, um, <laughs> if you look at the Spotify page, it yeah. looks like it's, yeah. it's my band. Yeah, I feel like it's just a, t- a ten-year yeah. guest at this point. Yeah. It's like a three side-by-side so thing, and I'm in the middle, so it's just, <laughs> it's so just, just like. Is there cold face too? And I'm, and I'm still kind of like in my twink years, you know. <laughs> I'm like, bad. Can we change? How do we change that? Who do we contact uh, at Spotify? We're gonna keep uh, it like that. The label like tried <laughs> numerous times because you're not in the bio on Spotify. Because I mentioned it. That the I'm Kath, not in the bio. The Kathy. It, yeah, that's the great. Form, form, former bassist. Like, we've tried so many times. We can't that is adjust. So that. funny. Well, it's funny because yeah. I. I sometimes still th- I'm like I was like oh Brian's a new bass player in Russian Circles and I'm like no it's probably been so long right yeah nine years a few years now yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I've yeah it's been like <laughs> almost, since almost 2007 yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, been on five albums yeah <laughs> as opposed to one yeah <laughs> so yeah the new we'll guy see if it's still, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah did you yeah. guys still haze Brian pretty hard it's, it's yeah. Jason Newstead shit yeah, yeah. yeah. like we make we try to mix him out of our second record station. <laughs> But that sounded like garbage, so we, we, we brought him up a little bit in the mix. <laughs> oh, poor Brian. Mm, used to it. This isn't on, is it? Oh, yeah. It's oh, on. Shit. Um, so thanks for coming by, guys. Yeah, happy to be here. Um, I feel like, yeah, because I feel like I met you guys. We did, I remember we my old band, The Love Kill, played a show with you guys. With Minus the Bear? With Minus the Bear, mm-hmm. Criteria, and Criteria. Love those guys. Oh, yeah. At, totally. In... I think it was in Omaha at the SoCal totally, Underground, yes. maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a really like it was super hot. Yeah, remember that? Uh, we almost died driving there. We had an old van. Okay, oh, it was a, it was our new van, but it was an old new van. Uh, we, I, oh, you weren't with us when it's. Oh, you were with us. Uh, Adam was driving, and our, uh, our tire popped going hmm. like seventy miles per hour. Terrifying. And we were like, fishtailing, and he maneuvered out. out of it. Yeah, yeah. and then we pulled over, but we made the show. Yeah, that was terrifying. That was very terrifying. <laughs> I just couldn't believe how fucked up the Mass Bear guys would get and then play what looked like the hardest music ever to play perfectly. Yeah, and they don't warm up. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, the, other, that's the thing that's really Oh, that's s- totally true. They screwed didn't, up. They, they didn't warm up. They no, they like, don't. They just, like, their warm-up is just, like, getting Liquid hammered. confidence, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean... Hey, whatever works. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Uh, they're the first band we kind of toured with on a national level. And we're like, I guess this is how you do it if you're on tour. You just... Everybody gets from bottle of Jack and goes for it and right. smoke as much as you can see and go play a set. It's like then you tour other bands, like, oh, that's not how everybody rolls. Yeah. Okay. And then you get mad at someone for screwing up and it's like, I didn't hear anything. It sounded perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 You guys nailed it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a with any band though. Yeah. It's like that was the best that I've ever seen in my life. Are you serious? Like and then you're on stage like embarrassed, like I just give me off it. Me off the stage. I mean, staring at me. what's your what's your guys like pre-show? Do you like to like have a couple beers or like? Because it seems like what you guys do also is very like. I feel like I get up there and just play like a bunch of like open chords as fast as I can. And you guys have so many element like there's so many pedals and changes and looping. I mean, do you have to be pretty focused or? Uh, last night it was hockey backstage. Yes, and and then I went to go watch Helms Elite and, and caught one chord <laughs> I, was like, oh, I guess I'll go backstage again uh, usually we, we have a few drinks like to be a little numb but not intoxicated yeah. you know 
playing high isn't really an option for us. Uh, there's not much to it. Just kind of get in a good, clear mental headspace and just be not thinking is the goal. If you're thinking, then you're going to start missing Spring things, up. you know? Yeah. So You, you want to yeah. be caffeinated enough to like feel energized and then just buzzed enough that you're able to sort of not focus. Yeah. Yeah. The second you start thinking about what your like right hand is doing. Yeah. yeah. The second your right hand's not doing anything anymore. Yeah. And you're staring at everybody and everyone's staring at you. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. I remember we ran into Randy Johnson backstage at some show a few years ago. He's friends with one of the other bands we're playing with. And he's talking about being on the mound. And he's like, I know if I'm on the mound staring down at the pitcher and I'm wondering which shirts of mine are clean that it's going to be a rough game. And it's like, oh, totally, man. I've been there. We're thinking about like, oh, is that a one-way street? I think it is. I think if I take a faster route there and it's like, fuck. Oh, we changed parts. I didn't change. One second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst pretty... is always when I start thinking about how good we're playing. Or it's like, oh, yeah, man, we are like nailing this. Yeah, and then it's like, ah, when it all goes downhill. Miss the change. And the worst part is that now like everything's on YouTube. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like I remember like uh, there was a show of ours and I was like I remember I fucked this one part up so bad because I had like broken a key off in the trailer and I couldn't lock it and I was thinking about if someone was breaking in and I went back and watched it I was like wow this sounds worse than I thought it did <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember we did two shows at Vitus last year and I had smoked at, in the afternoon on the second show I was like I'll be fine by the time we play at like 10 or 12 and we're going into the first songs, and it's like, all right, we must change here. Like, feels instinctually right, instinctively right. And no, son of a bitch, we keep going. Okay, <laughs> wow. it's not just four. Okay, like now we change. I'm looking over at the guys, like let's, let's let's rip it up. We still fucking stay in this part. No shit, this part's way too long, dude. So like the whole like the first half of the set is like, man, like we need to change the way we were right. It's, it's funny to like enter a different headspace. You yeah. Know? It had never felt that way before. Like before, it's like, oh, that's how we do it. And this is like, man, is this the 42nd pass of this fucking three-chord riff? Good God, man. You figured it would be the opposite. It would be like, I want to stay on this part for another like, yeah. three minutes. Yeah, yeah. Just, I don't know. It's all different different ball of wax for some reason. I mean, is it... I was curious, too. Like, when you guys are writing, is it generally consensus as far as, like, like how long you play a part for? Because I do feel like, as like an instrumental band, it's you kind of you're not basing things around like lyrics or like a vocal pattern. I mean, how, are you doing consensus like this many times, or is it like no four more, or we're playing this too long? How do you kind of decide on that? We always when we're like right, we'll always like do it a certain amount of time, and we'll feel it out. Like there, there's a certain there's a new song called Kala on the new record that we recorded, and we were all listening back to it, and we're like. Uh, I wonder if we can just cut out four measures of this because it is way too long. And like when you hear it back and whatnot, it definitely that was one song where like uh, we're really doing this again. Like really, yeah, for, considering we write like our songs are pretty long, but I think we also have this fear of like, too much repetition. Yeah, it's not I like agree. a lot of stuff that we like ride for a long time. You know. Like we and we love that type of music too. We like when someone just is on a guitar riff for like six minutes. Right? Oh, yeah. I love it. But when we do it, it's like, oh. it's like, oh, we already played that like for four measures. We got to mix it up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we did our last few records with Brandon Curtis. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we'd come back to a part and he's like, uh, why are you doing that part again? <laughs> like, uh, you know, just because. He's like, uh, usually you, you should have a purpose for doing something, not just, oh, let's throw it in there again. So it made us rethink, okay, if we're going to do something, have it purpose behind it like if you're gonna lay into some repetition to commit really do it you know so yeah it's 
moments like that, we realize don't just do A, B, A, B. Oh, and the chorus is here again. Like, without yeah. a vocalist and a hook, it's not the same thing. So it's fun to broaden the scope too. If, yeah, yeah. So it's not just, if you're not changing as frequently, you're allowed to, some freedom in there to kind of meander within you know the melody and whatnot. And it seems like you guys can also like change. Like I love that song in the new record, um, Moda. Is that yeah, Moda mm-hmm. and Moda and the like. The blast beat part at the end is so sick. I mean, like I feel like there's a lot of like variations within the same part, sort of that kind of change things without like maybe changing the whole melody. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. That, that was that that was definitely uh, an afterthought on that record too. Like we were we had the song mapped out, but that very ending the. Uh, kind of just all came together in the studio some some songs happen like that but not majority of the time but that just evolved in the studio which happens occasionally with us i think there's like a there's a thing too where you know you don't you don't want to do the pop formula where it's you know a b a b c a b you know but at the same time you want to you want songs to have like a theme or you know a pattern that reappears and so it's kind of like you're saying like the song will evolve but like there's still kind of like like a guitar line that pops up again here and there so that the song feels unified and not like it's just 20 riffs right cobbled together into mm. some sort of in yeah. the early Russian circles days that didn't matter <laughs> <at all>. <laughs> <laughs> tap part might as well <laughs> <laughs> you can loop it <laughs> Yeah, why not? <laughs> Different keys. I ah, shouldn't matter. <laughs> if we blow through it fast enough, nobody will know. <laughs> that was uh, definitely the formula when we first started. It's so funny, too. Whenever you guys have a new record, I feel like I text Brian. I'm like, this song is so sick. And he's like, I don't know how we're going to play that one live. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, Mota, we, we, we rehearsed it for this tour. We didn't have enough, enough time to like play it, play it, but we got through it. Yeah. So that, that one's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Uh, we keep saying that we're going to rehearse it during sound checks. We should... Let's do that tonight. Let's I'm, I'm totally down to do that. It'd be a fun song to play, but it's yeah. It, there's songs still like I think we're still t- like 1777 from Memorial uh, that was released what four years ago now, three years ago. I think we just figured out how to play that one perfectly now. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah this is the one. It definitely, yeah. the tour. it definitely took like a couple of full tours before yeah. it's like ah oh, okay. Youngblood too. Youngblood was like when we first started playing that one it was like yeah, it's there. Yeah, people understand. It's a song on a record. <laughs> People recognize it. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. I think. Or maybe Even just... last night, Dave and I were looking at each other, laughing our asses off. Like, yeah, that something's was... <laughs> happening here. I don't know what it is, but this is a like a cover band doing our own, doing a version of us. But yeah, it's always the challenge. Just keeps it your brain in it somehow because it's still difficult to do uh, night after night. It's not just muscle memory. There's still a lot that can go wrong. Yeah, like your pedals, like any, like I'm lucky I don't have to deal with any of the electronics. These guys, like one pedal, it's like a PC that goes down. It's like, what is the problem? You don't have something, you can't like diagnose it on a screen, like, oh, this is bad, like this chord. Right. So I'm just sitting back and give them the stink eye while they try to fix their pedals. Yeah. Well, you know, people are talking about like Kempler and Axe effects and things like that and how convenient they are, but those things I'd be so terrified of because if that goes out, then it's like, that's a motherboard. Yeah, yeah I totally. don't know how to fix that. Like a tube amp, you can be like, oh, it's a tube, or it's a resistor, you know, or it's a fuse. Like that's, it's like working on like an old pickup truck. You know, if it's something in the pedal chain, you can like yank something out, you know, mid song and patch around it. But like, and your Axe FX rigs goes down. It's like your guitar blowing up. Yeah, yeah. 
Like you just have to open GarageBand and use a plugin off of that instead or something. I don't even know how you'd work around that. Go direct into the board. Yeah. The pull my sugar. Mm-hmm. Is that what they do? Talk? Oh, they do. What is it? They do the... Uh, Are they Axe Yeah. No, they, they do, do the pods. pods. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they, use, they use both. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> No, I haven't graduated past pods. It's still like the one from like 2001, totally. right? That's our sound, man. <laughs> I saw Weezer once and they played into the PA. Like they had no amps on stage. Yeah. And played into the PA. So isn't it, it just looks weird. It, that, was a, that was the thing. It kind of sounded the same, but it just looked so weird. Yeah. And was, there's something about in-ears too that I, like, I, I tried it again after years of, I played it like one tour with them and then I stopped. And then last night I was like, this is it. So this is the night I'm going to start doing it again. Like lasted maybe a minute and a half. Really? Them out. Yeah, I was like, this is miserable because you just feel so like disconnected from everything. It's like uh, the second you move your head too, they pop out. And it's like oh, this is such a bummer. Yeah, there's there's part of me that wonders too if it you know people are so used to listening to music in headphones now that it feels more natural for some people. But yeah, maybe I'm just so used to like hearing music out of a speaker, you know, yeah. or like out of an amplifier that like making that change seems like it would just not be gratifying. You wouldn't you wouldn't feel it in your chest or in your in your body in any sort of way. There's also something, and this is maybe just me being an insane person, is like when you see like a band and they're like not a huge band and they're wearing an ear. Sometimes no. you're sort of like, dude, yeah. 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 get out of here. There was a band in St. Louis. They played in front of like 12 people. And this is when the in-ears were like super expensive, like out of the realm of right. anybody that can afford them. And they like, I saw the drummer pop in. It was that like creepy crawl in St. Louis. So it's like a venue. It's a creepy crawl. You know, like there's barbed wire where the all ages section is. Right. It's like maybe holds 250 people popped in in-ears. I'm like, <laughs> my 18-year-old me was like, oh, douchebag. I know. Were they wireless? They, uh, wireless they were wireless. Yeah. yeah. Of course. <laughs> Why would you ask that? Yeah. Of course they were wireless. Not the in-ears. I'm talking about the guitars. Oh, yeah. like, yeah. You're yeah. fucking five feet from a ramp. You don't need a rack tuner. It's like crazy. I'm going to buy you a rack tuner for your birthday. had one year. It's like, you fucking jackasses. We were in a band with a singer that had a wireless mic. We were also in a band that everybody had stage names besides Dave and I. We're not doing this. You're all great guys, but we're not going to change our names for a punk band. Did you ever think about what your stage name would be? I'd probably go with Dave Turncrantz and dress like an asshole. Try to be the biggest offensive dick ever. Or Dave T, something like that. Just throw Dave under the bus. Or... Uh, I can't even argue with that. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I love that. What was it? Dickie, Br- Dickie, Dickie Brazier. Dickie Brazier. Yeah. One that's been floating around for a while. Yeah. Someone, we were joking. We are in Australia on tour. and Our new metal band? Our new metal band. We have like a joke band called like Gypsy Foot or whatever. And I was just like, just joking around like, oh, my name's, my stage name's Hatchet Wound. <laughs> Nothing clever or whatever. Just like, just joking around. Like, we're, you know, uh, that's an old reference, you know, and then. We're at a deli in line, and ladies, like, for some reason, the woman just phrased, usually people ask, oh, are you in a band? Oh, it looks like you guys play music. That, that's fine. You get that. But she phrased it so weirdly. It's one time, she's like, so, what do they call you on stage? <laughs> Literally, like, two minutes after having yeah, and I was like, a I conversation ha- I about the hatchet dudes. wound. <laughs> I have to say it. I was like, uh, hatchet wound? <laughs> and she's like, that's what I get for asking. Yeah. I was like, yeah, was, why, uh, just say what fucking band are you in? And that would have never came up. That did stop the conversation very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Hatchet Moon. Uh, 
take care. <laughs> Thanks for stopping in. I was like, damn it, why'd you ask like that? I have to do this now. I don't want to offend you, but I'm going to. Yeah, I was standing right there. I was like, please say it. Please say it. Like, yeah. He said it. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, like, who asked that? What do they call you on stage? Yeah, like, like, we're not fucking Madonna. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is really funny. Yeah. She, she walked right into that one. So. <laughs> um, Brian? Yeah, uh, I wanted to talk to you about your Berkeley thing. We were just talking outside, and I just thought it was kind of an interesting. Oh yeah, okay. um, I'll check my phone while you. Yeah, check, you guys, you guys can yeah tune out. <laughs> Text Dave, like, can you yeah. believe this shit? How much has Brian changed since his Berkeley shit? It's <laughs> <laughs> weird. Right before we came here, Brian's like, "Hey, Jonah, can you please bring up the Berkeley thing?" Because I think that's like a you know. But that was actually my touch. question for you guys: is how much has Brian changed? Oh, oh totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> he wears. He's yeah. got those Berkeley uh, University sweat pants that he wears everywhere yeah, yeah, the pop it says like blood. offense on the back on the butt <laughs> yeah. it's just like <laughs> uh so Ryan, you recently gave a base clinic at berkeley which oh. we were <laughs> uh, you know I'll, I'll tell a story so i'm brian cook i'm the shit i go in there guys <laughs> a theory head to toe i know all this shit can you mix like, my yeah. ugh <laughs> yeah. really high in there <laughs> just joking uh this is going to be a pr- pretty much impossible for you to answer now. Yeah. <laughs> like, but uh, yeah, I, I taught a base clinic uh, a couple of days ago at Berkeley College. Um, I was guess that weird? It was weird. It, it was weird because it was part of a larger, I don't know if it was a class or a workshop, but uh, a, a thing that was sort of focused on punk and hardcore music, which in, in my brain seems... Uh, strange that you would go to berkeley college to learn how to play punk and hardcore music but it was explained to me that most people that go to berkeley are you know classically trained or you know more interested in jazz or blues or things that are you know more uh sophisticated and learned and the punk and hardcore and metal courses were just sort of about teaching students to diversify their abilities and techniques and knowledge of things so yeah so basically i went and just had to admit that i didn't know anything but could serve as an example of like you don't have to know how to do things in order to make a living doing it i guess so i hate to interrupt but i just realized that i could have turned on the text volume and in the microphone while you're talking yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> no it's a perfectly good time go ahead <laughs> yeah no, 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 it's all good no, no, no. Oh, brian's telling the berkeley story again <laughs> Oh, that is hilarious. I'll check out I'll check that out. Oh yeah, no, go on, go on. Yeah. <laughs> like, super loud. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no carry on, sorry. It's a messenger <laughs> like a, like, a notification. Yeah. <laughs> What's the address here? Drop up when I need a This is the Candy Crush theme music. <laughs> uh, it also seems like from a career perspective, like if you're paying money to go to college, like most of my friends, you guys are a successful band, but I feel like most of my friends in punk bands, even like moderately successful, like still like work at restaurants. Like it doesn't seem like the most lucrative thing to pursue as a career, I guess. Yeah. Uh, do those YouTube dudes make money? Like the guys that do, um, you know, like do a cover or something like that. Like on Instagram, they're all over there. Or they'll just do like a drum thing and they get a lot of likes. Do people get money for that? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. Do you guys watch like when people cover your songs on YouTube and some guy's like guitar cover of 
No. No. I just, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm a sucker for watching like really good drummers like play and whatnot, but uh, um, I just, you know, when I Google, I just Google my name, not Russian yeah. Circles. That's the main thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, I, do you know that, do you remember this band called The Lashes from Seattle? Vaguely. Uh, I, they were uh, a thing for a, for a second, but the singer is now a manager for internet like cats okay so like like a uh, angry cat i think he like oh is the manager for the, like the musical no no like cats like <laughs> would you, you say he's more of a meow manager oh, oh, <laughs> i like that come on meow <laughs> but i assume if there's you know if someone can make money if someone can make a living earning you know their 10 or 15 or 20 percent off of people that just post videos of their cats online like yeah musicians could probably do yeah yeah, yeah. i would I hope so yeah <laughs> yeah i mean, I mean I, is youtube pretty youtube pretty good about paying if you get a certain i know you get like a little plaque you can put on the wall when yeah. you have like a certain amount of plays <laughs> you can melt that and maybe sell the you know, you know what? And I talk, I've talked about this on the podcast a lot. I'm really hypocritical when it comes to stuff. When I'm at a show and someone has their phone up and is taping the show, I get so irritated. Yeah. Still. And it, and it's been going on for a while. Yeah. Every yeah. time. But then I'll be home bored and I'll be, like, be listening to a song. But like, oh, that's a cool song. I wonder what's like live. And totally. I'll like watch their video that they uploaded that I was annoyed about the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, do the same you thing. You hear yourself like fucking dick and <laughs> Yeah, totally. I'm like, I'm going to like bump into this guy. Like, and, yeah. It, it, it's interesting when you hear something. I want to see how they play it live. If they like, it sounds good or whatnot. Yeah, but usually the ones you end up watching are the pro footage. Yeah, where it's on a tripod, multiple That's shots. True. Maybe it's not some dude like what, totally <laughs> yeah. right, right on. It's a shaky camera, and he's looking at his friend and like getting himself in the frame. <laughs> You know, I remember when YouTube, that shit is. You, can see, you see people at shows filming. It's like that's garbage. You're just filming garbage. Yeah, like, put that yeah. in your pocket. Yeah, and, you or know. you see people taking photos and it just looks like lights. You're like, what <laughs> yeah. are you going to do with these photos? Yeah, yeah. Like, these look terrible. I see you asshole in the background with your flash on. <laughs> you're an idiot. I'm just judging you right now, and I think you're stupid. Like you don't know what you're doing. You're annoying everybody around you and taking a bad photo. Yeah, I, I'm really. I don't really notice people taking photos in the audience when we're playing, except when I'm tuning. And then I'm just flabbergasted that someone's taking a picture of me tuning. Like this is the least exciting part of the set, and this is what you're choosing to capture. <laughs> that my hands on the tuning peg. Like people that see this know that like they're finally the, moving. Yeah, like, literally, nothing's <laughs> happening right now. They looked up. <laughs> is it is it not distracting? Because I feel like I, we've had a lot of bands out here where they're like it, the only time it's distracting is like they'll be like we're playing a show and someone's in the front row like oh, yeah. on their phone the whole yeah, time and you're that's like the worst. Yeah, I think we've they in, we've gotten altercations just trying to be polite. There's no good way to broach a subject sometimes where they they get offended right away. And it's, not to cut you off. No, 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 please. It's what I was. Yeah, it's like I remember one time we were in Austin. I asked some girl politely, like, hey, do you guys mind just, you know, not taking photos? Because I, I, photos, I have no problem with the photos, but when your phone brightness is maxed out 100%, you know, <laughs> and you're like, you're looking down at your pedal board and just trying to go about your business and you just see like this bright light going all across all over the place. It's like, hey, do you guys mind like, just chilling out for a minute here? Like, I appreciate what you're doing, but, you know, I got to do, do this. I just stood fingers you know give me the, the middle finger no five way. minutes for like the whole song i was like dude there are so many more places to stand instead of in front of me like i'm happy you're here but like you have to be very careful how you it's a sensitive thing no one wants to be corrected especially in public so it's like public shaming you know so you have to be careful as an artist how you 
tell people like, hey, let's all acknowledge that we're not going to bring our phones out. And if you take photos, don't like, it's hard to, sometimes I'm like, you motherfucker, I'm going to fucking smash a phone out of your hands. Like you're just texting your like your girlfriend or whatever. And it's like a photo of yourself. Or like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm the ass. Okay. They're, you know, yeah. they're fans who are enjoying the show, yeah. you know, just trying to capture, you know, a photo. So, but at the same time, a fine line. if you're going to go see a band that you really like, the last thing I want to do is be on my phone, texting someone the whole time too. It's like, yeah, yeah, I, I just want, just, yeah, you're in like, the front row. Like yeah, you yeah. Yeah. work go, your way go, up. There. Yeah. Go to the bathroom or go to the side. But, or, but it's also like, on just like a human to human level. Like in what other context would you feel like it was okay to just give someone the finger and just like stand there for five minutes? You were talking to me. I, <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like I would be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize. Like, yeah, 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 totally. sure. yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I went to Riot Fest a week ago to see the Misfits and uh, Rob Zombie <laughs> was playing before. And he went, what is that song called? Uh, do, More do, Human do, Than do, 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 Thunder oh, yeah. 65. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Dude, he nailed it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they, they were in the opening guitar riff and like he was like, he told everybody stop. He's like, everyone, please put your phones away. It's like when, back in the day when I played this, everyone would freak out and everyone just put their phone up instead of freaking out. I thought that was cool. Yeah. That is cool. I yeah, bet. it seems like there is a like, it's weird. Yeah, it makes you seem like kind of pedantic, but it also is, I don't know. I feel like there is becoming more of a backlash to that stuff. Yeah. It, it's In Europe, it's, you see less of that. I really? Like. Um, but I did see a guy with a laptop at our show recording it. In, in Europe? In Europe, in, in uh, Berlin. <laughs> but I think it's a cultural difference. <laughs> Music, <laughs> live shows are culturally different in Europe. Yeah for heavy music than they are in the U.S. But, you know, after, at our shows, you look out, you see a lot more phones. But in Europe, it's way more cultural. You, you don't see that. There's not as many, you know, disrespectful, you know, photos and flashes and all that. It's, yeah, it's definitely a difference. It's interesting. Except for the guy in Munich. Yeah. With, with the laptop. laptop. <laughs> <laughs> that, in and the that's like a giant pass for that. That's yeah, because so that's amazing. <laughs> Huge laptop. <I> think, <laughs> yeah, recording the show. <laughs> Can't even be mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there does need to be more public shaming with cell phone stuff. Like we, were, we stopped at a truck stop on the way up here, and there's some guy on the phone at the urinal trying to buy a car over the phone, like in a public bathroom. It's like people that use phones in public bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, that's gross. Just, just don't. <laughs> like I feel like they need to be publicly shamed just so that the person on the other end of the line knows where that person's at. You know, yeah. It's like, oh, you're like in a bathroom. Like, there's people like, I don't know. If there's penises out, like, there shouldn't be phones out. You yeah, know? I agree with that. I feel like, you know, there's a big phase when everyone had those, like, Bluetooth headset, like, things on their ear. Yeah. And it was always, like, these people talking on them in the bathrooms and we were into it, like, at, like, a truck stop. It was always, like, the least important conversation. Like, it's always, oh, like, oh, you're yeah. not doing any important business. Yeah. I know you have this Bluetooth thing, but, like, look where you are. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, like this, like, sector of state isn't on the other line. Yeah. Yeah. Not, like, I love being so pretentious like that. Like, that's who I talk to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> only important politicians. Yeah, yeah, that's worthy of a phone call for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was at the Eagle here in New York, and I was in, like, peeing at the urinal, and a guy was in there on his phone, and his flash went off. And it's like, you were taking a picture of me peeing. I'm the only other person in here, and your camera just went off. Like, weird. And he kind of, like, yeah. fumbled with it. He's like, oh, I don't know what just happened. I, like, I know what happened. You're taking a picture of me peeing. Like, yeah. I'm flattered, but that's a, yeah, it's like. Did he go over to the door and lock the, lock the latch? Like, yeah, yeah, I was like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Private photo session. You want a photo? Um, you know what? I'll say this. 
I'm so glad YouTube wasn't around when I was in high school. Why because that? just all the embarrassing things that probably would be on camera yeah. would be. But I am so glad YouTube's around now for kids in high school because I get to watch the funniest shit online right now. <laughs> <laughs> but if it was me, like all the old bands I was in, if that was somewhat like, I don't know, documented somewhere on YouTube, it would be such a bummer. <laughs> You know what? I mean, like, I remember when YouTube came up, it's like, I was living with you when yeah. YouTube, and we're, like, typing in all our favorite we bands. We watched all live shows. Yeah, yeah. It's like, back, oh my god, yeah. I've never seen, you know, like, even Botch and stuff like that. I know Botch had, like, one Fireside oh, yeah. video that was up there. It's like, it's pretty awesome. I mean, we can't sell a live DVD anymore, because it's like, okay, well, I could just watch the whole right video on... Uh, yeah, our friend's like, it does other shit than just <laughs> live footage. Right? Yeah. No, we can see bands. Yeah, so... <laughs> I know I should have brought that. I have this love inertia interview with you guys. Oh no! I have like I have. I'll bring one to the show tonight. I'm, I'm also glad that yeah, for interviews' sake, all those early interviews were like in print. That's they're, all, that's they're di- also embarrassing. They're mostly embarrassing for yeah. people doing the interviews, though. Oh really? Like okay. the questions I ask, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I cannot believe. Like, oh, wait, this is an interview you conducted with us. I think either me or Ross did. I think I think it was a botch interview. I think maybe Ross did it. Okay. I can't remember, but the photos like you look like you're like eight years old. Yeah, yeah. I was a I was a little twink. Yeah, I miss twink Brian though. <laughs> <laughs> remember when the army vet Brian? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's when I first joined. I was like, I'm losing my hair. I'm gonna give it one last go and grow it out, and yeah, it's not a good look. And bandana, and you had that army oh, army yeah. uh, like green yeah. joke coat that you wore all the time. You look like an old Vietnam vet. <laughs> <sighs> Did you get changed once? Someone dropped change yeah. in your coffee once? No, it did not happen. <laughs> You're making that up. Uh, yeah, that was a rough era. Yeah, like, it was like, a rough era style for a, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that was like the mid to late '90s. No one, everyone wanted to dress punk, but didn't know how to do it because like <laughs> every wore baggy. You couldn't, you know, people had to start wearing girls' jeans in order yeah. to wear jeans that fit somewhat tight. You know. And everybody was wearing like heinous gear for you know for a good ten years there. No one knew how to dress. Like I love Fugazi, but don't know how to show it. Yeah. Like, I, can't, I can't wear their shirts. I can't you know. I'll wear these cargo pants and like a a weird hoodie. You know, that's about it. I still feel that like whenever I have to buy new pants, which is basically when I get like holes in them in the crotch, like this pair that I need to replace. Like mm-hmm. I always go into a store. I'm like, are they? Everything's going to be baggy. Are they going to have anything? And then they're like, no, everyone makes these kind of clothes. Yeah, yeah. Then, then you put them on, you're wearing like tights. You're like, oh, this <laughs> yeah. is too far. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah totally. To bring, it bring it back a little bit here. Yeah. I swear, it seemed like there was an era too, like in the early 2000s, where you just got free clothes anytime you did like South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. oh, come by the the diesel booth and you'll we'll, we'll fit you with jeans. And then you would just get free clothes. And half the time it was like, I guess this is what I wear now, but it, like <laughs> yeah. I don't understand that boot or cut. This, this is yeah. what someone else wears when you sell it on eBay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't that savvy. Mm-hmm. You guys remember the South by Southwest? We all got free Sauconies. Yeah, yep. That was like a, I think it was like a Dave Lewis. Yeah, thing. totally. I remember totally. that. Yeah, and we yeah. got some bags too and whatnot. Yeah, that like changed my life. Like I was like that made my whole year. Like getting a free pair of shoes. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, we got some free ones in Seattle too, didn't we? Asics. No, A6, yeah. Oh, yeah, A6, yeah. yeah. we got A6 in uh, Seattle. The, the Osaka. Yeah. On it, Saka. Yeah. It makes a no effects reference all that more real. 
so long. Thanks for all the shoes. Like, yeah, first year as a band, we got. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of free. Yeah, yeah, that totally helps. Every month, a new set of shoes. Like, okay, cool. This is, this is all working out. Do you feel like, um, like, I don't know if you guys do a lot of press together like this. Do you? No, no yeah, we, we don't. We, you're a bud of ours, so we're happy to do this, but yeah. we don't do video or this kind of stuff. Which I think is interesting because, A, I think you guys are really good like fun to talk to and good at it naturally but b i think people would be surprised maybe listening to your music how sort of goofy you guys are it's it's separate you know yeah it's totally different you know who we are the music is it's not the same you know i think we like to respect them i don't want to speak for brian and dave but to keep the two different you know i don't want to taint our music by us being goofballs yeah yeah, like that's not like we don't have a microphone on stage for a reason because we respect like Take your work serious, but not yourself. You know, that kind of mentality. Yeah. And we'd say a lot of stupid things in the microphone immediately. <laughs> the two, two video interviews we've done, yeah, but you guys got banned, got banned for magazines. And I, <laughs> then we, the first the question yeah. I got asked out of my first video interview is, what can people expect at a Russian Circles show? I told them bigotry. <laughs> and it just went downhill from there. And I was like... Okay, I don't know how to do this shit. <laughs> like, you know, can we just write and do the music and have fun doing that? And we don't need to go on about random stuff, you know. So yeah, it's when it's natural, we'll do stuff like this, and it's you know seems appropriate. I mean, how do you? I mean, like, sort of having that that kind of dichotomy. How do you get inspired to sort of name the songs? I mean, is that where does that sort of come from? I guess. Uh, I. I Sometimes they come real easy, and sometimes they don't. Like the last record, it was a little not difficult, but we're we're definitely like on the uh, uh, definitely grasping for something. It's 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 really kind of harder for us because it's not like uh, we have like a course and we can pick from lyrics to a song. Like, oh yeah, this was about a, my dog that died, so let's uh-huh. name it. Yeah, exactly. Dog's if name. anything, we intentionally avoid that. Like, what one person might take away from the song might be totally different than the next person. So. Usually it's just acknowledgments of people and places that mean something to us as a band and we're grateful for or, you know, usually positive stuff, not yeah. negative stuff. That's something that resonates with us that, you know, doesn't overtly say too much about anything at all. We should just do a number system for the next record. One, two, <laughs> three. <laughs> just totally fuck with people's iTunes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah. And yeah, like Harper Lewis is like a, in high school now or something, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so we Harper, talked about this last time, I think. Okay, Harper Lewis, as a friend of ours, Dave Lewis was a publicist and a good friend. and Awesome dude. We, we felt in debt to the guy because he helped us out so much. Right out of the gate, he was helping us out right yeah. and left. So as an act of gratitude, we named a song after his newborn son, Harper. And Harper, yeah, like you just mentioned, is... I follow him like on Instagram. Yeah, he's yeah. the coolest kid. He's cooler than all of us put he's, together. Oh, no question. <laughs> Super great fashion. He's a good artist. It's like, damn. He lives in Finland now? Yeah, yeah. they're in Finland. That's that's yeah. good for them. Yeah. From Minneapolis to to Finland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next stop, North Pole. <laughs> yeah, did, you, did you see where on, when they were on that home makeover show where they no. got their bathroom redone? No, that's awesome. It was on like HGTV or something. You can, I, I used that's to, great. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I was like, oh, this is so crazy. They did this in like a weekend. And it was like, it took a month. Oh. Like those shows, like yeah, it takes I, way I've longer. Heard weird things. I heard like a friend of mine did that. They got a new house. It'll start her home, and there's like a, a dumb waiter, like you know, and they're like, oh, we have this weird waiter here. And the, the producer's like, I'll oh, make a joke about the dumb waiter. He's like, what? <laughs> and like, oh, I guess you can put beer in there. Oh, perfect. And like put that in a show, and they're like, this is so fake and yeah, <laughs> not 
Well, actually, how it is. I found out recently that House Hunters was totally fake. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil this for you guys. That's fine. It's not. I was like pretty upset because I felt like kind of emotionally invested in this show. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, yeah, they just go in and find people that just bought houses and then take them to the house they bought and then take them to two other houses they're not going to buy. Oh, and they like work backwards. Next year, tell me first 48 isn't real. Yeah. No, I don't know. I never. (laughs) Is that that show good? Uh, yeah, it's very depressing, though. It is. Okay. You, we will lose faith in humanity pretty quickly. Okay. And you figure that uh, drugs are, um, yeah, people die over drugs all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I, I do watch a lot of depressing stuff, though. It is pretty depressing. But it makes you, uh, if you hate police officers, it makes you respect homicide uh, detectives. Yeah. Because they're a completely different... Uh, Cause I remember I had a an old girlfriend that worked at Starbucks and the, the homicide department from Chicago would go in there all the time. And she's like, they were like the greatest people. You can tell they were really invested in solving stuff, but the other, you know, other cops just didn't care. They just wanted to write tickets and right, et cetera, et cetera. But and I'd hope if you're a homicide detective, you had a positive worldview. Just seriously, that she would, would eat you alive yeah. so quickly. Even like EMTs, like people that I know that. Or like first responders, it's like, how do you sleep at night seeing seriously like yeah. burn victims and things like that? It's gotta be. I think they're know. desensitized in a healthy way to it. Yeah, they like, assess the situation. Okay, like without too much emotion, I've seen witnessed that in my own stuff. Like, oh, okay, you guys don't seem freaked out by this. You're this is normal. This yeah. is just going to work for you. Okay. Yeah, I read somewhere recently it was on Reddit where a guy was an EMT that went to uh, Hurricane Katrina, mm-hmm. and it was. Like he said that he had to leave early. Like it, he he saw so much crazy stuff before that, but that was the craziest. Really? Like going in homes where people, you know, were stuck and they would have to clear out bodies. And he's just like the stories were. That's a lot of work. So, yeah, it was like a lot of it was. <laughs> yeah, I have a story like flipping houses. I have a story oh, like God. that. House hunters. <laughs> House hunters. <laughs> Yeah, like in that. Yeah, I went to try to go to the show the other night. and I wasn't on the guest list, and it was pretty hard, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Did like, we talk about it? It was <laughs> it was tough. My ice oh, vanilla God. latte, code word vanilla, didn't have vanilla, and I had to fucking walk. What back did you in. do for sugar? <sighs> they had to pump it, and like usually it's four pumps, oh, and they gave the me same. three. Oh, I paid man. for four. Oh, Whatever. <laughs> what next? <Yeah. laughs> what? Um, show must go on. I guess. <laughs> So, Brian, you live in Greenpoint. I do, yeah. You guys st- still are in Chicago? No. Uh, Mike's homeless. I'm officially but, homeless as of like a week ago. Okay. Do you want to stay with me? You can. I have uh, a futon. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll definitely take you up for a week or two, but what? I, uh, yeah, I want to go somewhere warm. So, yeah. yeah. What uh, What's going on? Um... I love Chicago. I always will, but I'm just ready to shake things up a little bit. You've been there a, a, your whole life, pretty much? No. Um, like... I went there in 99 okay. for school and been there ever since. And okay. Dave came up, what, in 2004? 2004. Yeah, 2004. So uh, uh, I lived at a friend's spot forever and I just wanted to make a move and end up getting pushed out a little earlier than I planned. So, so yeah. you're thinking somewhere tropical or? Um, to be honest, I'm going to move in with Kathy from Sergeant House for a while. <laughs> oh, we stayed at that house. Uh, this is yeah, she actually. Oh, moved. she's a farm too, or something. Yeah, well, she now lives in a remote area north of LA. Okay, just kind of out, out in the hills. So I'll be there until I find a spot. But uh, nice. 
Uh, who knows what's next? I don't. I don't really know. That's so, great. Yeah, I'm, uh, my stuff just arrived yesterday in California, and I'm just kind of floating with like a suitcase and my gear, a few a few guitars. So we'll see. I'm excited about it. Actually, I, I <laughs> Your first winter not in the cold. In yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just ready. You know, it's, it's time. Sometimes life just tells you go mix things up, and it's definitely one of those times in my life where go make a change. So. That's so funny. I have like this. I have so many. As Brian knows, I'm sure, like, I feel like so many people from here move to California. Mm-hmm. Like, every year, it's, like, yeah, more and more yeah, exodus. Especially now. There's so many people kind of migrating out there right now. Yeah, yeah and I, I am against it only because I feel like everyone I know out there is so happy that if yeah. I did it, I'd be like, why didn't I do this 10 years ago? So yeah. I'm just right. like, oh, I'll never do it. And that's my thing. If I don't do it now, I've, I, we're in between. We The record just came out, so we don't need to, you know, start writing anytime soon. So if I don't do it now, when will I do it? You know, so the opportunity presented itself. So I didn't want to be like, oh, I wish I went to the West Coast. I, I love our country. I think we have a beautiful country. Whenever we tour, I just, I'm always pulled back to the West Coast, anywhere in the West Coast, from the Rockies on West. I love it. So, so I get out there, drive around, see some nature and kind of just, you know, enjoy that side like without a schedule or itinerary to follow. Yeah, that sounds awesome. You're making me want to do it. Come stay at Kathy. <laughs> I'm sure she'd love to have you. Um, where did where do you wind up now? Are you are you in Queens now? I'm or? in technically in Ridgewood, kind of on the border of Bushwick. Okay, so I'm off the L, but off the DeKalb stop. Okay, and I like it. It's at my own place, which is great. Nice, and it's super mellow. But um, yeah, I don't know. I've had like I've been here for almost ten years, hmm. and I still like it. But I have gotten this thing where I used to like not mind riding the subway, and now. I hate it. Yeah. I just hate being around. I just get really, but I've noticed I have to just like get out of town every couple months yeah. and like reset things. Yeah. If yeah, I'm yeah. in New York for too long without leaving, I start to get really anxious. Anxious. Yeah. yeah. I get very anxious and in Chicago even. It's yeah. All people. And it's not anything like New York by any means, but all those people just like taking the L or whatever, yep. whatever, you know, transit you're taking. Like, I just, the anxiety builds up after a while. I just need to get away. Totally. Know? And it's also, like, the same as you. Like, I am work at home a lot. Like, I'm not commuting every day. Like, you know, it's like, it could be way worse. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. totally. But then, whenever I complain about it, people are like, yeah, you, like, go to yoga, and then I, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. go home. So it's, like, hard to really right. get yeah, a lot yeah, of... Yeah, you know, you want to put your mat on another seat, and it's yeah. a fool. Yeah. You know, like... Ugh. Exactly. Well, the winters have been pretty brutal here the last couple of years, haven't they? It seems like all this, like, major snowstorms are missing Chicago and going straight up. Sort of. I mean, like, for me, it's like, I grew up in Cleveland, and then I went to school in Ithaca, so to me, it's like, New York is, this is like the nicest place I've ever yeah, lived, cool, yeah. weather-wise. <laughs> yeah, and it barely snows here compared to, like, Ohio or upstate, yeah, so, totally. but yeah, they do, but people here just, like, also, like, freak out whenever it snows. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it'd be the next, uh, you know, blackout. Everyone's gonna, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, do you guys, so how does the sort of, like, obviously you guys are in different places already. I mean, like, how does sort of the writing work for you guys? Because I feel like we're always like, we're going to, like, send each other files and stuff. And it's, I feel like it always seems good in theory, but you have to really, it's harder than it sounds, I guess. There is something about having the chemistry of being in a room together. Yeah. Where cool things happen. Where Brian would just be doing, checking his bass amp. Like, what are you, what are you playing there? That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just. My my volume switch is broken. I'm seeing if it works. And that sounds cool. And like Dave would start playing to that or some that kind of extent where if, what, something would never happen if you're by yourself. And Brian would never send that bass track or something. Yeah. So there is a fair amount of 
a lot of work goes into like writing the riffs and they get sent across you we know, trade riffs but there's something about spontaneity and having each other's presence affect the shape of the songs which you can't you can never fake you yeah, yeah like it's important to do the legwork and have the riffs and work on them and whittle away and really really obsess over them that's important that's super important but you also got to get together and just see what's vibing together yeah i, th- I think once we start writing again we'll probably end up like for geneva i lived in wisconsin at the time and i had a basement so they would just come to G- to wisconsin to to write in the basement and it was a lot of fun like i spent a week you know mm-hmm. all of us hanging out we'll probably end up doing something like that yeah come next record being released we'll all go in one central area and It'd be kind of fun to rent a house or something like that yeah, somewhere, into that. like cheap and like Cancun or something. Yeah, like, like Cancun, and spring like break Hawaii. area. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 the girls <laughs> gone wild. Yeah, Daytona Beach could be good. Yeah, yeah just something nice. out of the out of you know out of the, out of the shit. Riff riff, you know. <laughs> yeah, that that whole scenario is like the thing I've always wanted to do in a band. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's just like a remote house in the woods, and we can just that, that was a blast. We yeah, had like a, make make a record and then play cards at night. And yeah, that drink was high fun. Life and, exactly. And hear mike scream at uh the descent yeah <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. uh yeah I, I just had this like weird scenario with an ex-girlfriend who her parents bought um a, a really nice ho- house in the middle of fontana wisconsin it was next to lake geneva okay that's geneva the name of the record um and uh yeah like they were trying to sell it and they let me and her live there for free and just make sure the house was presentable when you know they presented it or showed it to uh, people that wanted to buy it so we would just like in the winter time it was like no one lived there in the winter time because it was like summer homes for all these people so in the winter it was like no one it was in the middle of nowhere so it was they would just come up and there was like it's like a five-bedroom house so everyone had their own bedrooms and bathrooms yeah, yeah. and we just write and hang out that's awesome Drink a lot of coffee yeah it was great it was coffee up all day yeah switch to beer eventually but we'd put in a work day of jamming at night like brian mentioned play cards and just yeah, that was a lot of hang fun. out and it was just us but it was a lot of fun and really productive and just that's what i like about that setup and that's another thing about writing you can't force it if you go yeah. down in the practice space and like nothing's working it's not like a conventional job or well you better be productive well, yeah. not if it's artistic stuff and creative stuff you can't force that so it's okay to like step away like nothing feels good yeah cool. just leave the, yeah that don't it's not meant to be you know sometimes you, you got to work through stuff but when it's that kind of thing like no just take it easy go chill out for a bit come back recess what's happening and start with a clean slate and that's i think working hard or working you know, smart versus working hard you know it's you can't force that kind of stuff so like a, that was a good opportunity artist. to do that yeah, yeah yeah like even like painters and whatnot sure. same 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 vibe you know can't if you start painting and it's not you're not feeling it it's like you gotta stop and step away it's like trying to like be funny. The more trying totally. to be funny, it's yeah. like, just give up. Stop. <laughs> yeah, please stop trying to be funny. <laughs> I, I, think, I, I feel like I talk about this all the time, but it's like that creative impulse where it's like, you know, you're not going to be creative and come up with something that you're happy with. Like the second you start working on something, you have to like, you have to like exercise that creative muscle. But like at the same time, if you're trying to force it, it's like trying to run a marathon when you're not a runner. And it's like, you know, you're just going to like, you're, you're gonna just, you're taking a step backwards yeah, yeah. So settle like, for something you're not really excited about you should be excited about whatever you're, you're writing or creating you should be excited about like that's there's something there you know yeah, like, totally. if, if you're not feeling that then yeah there's don't, don't worry about it it's okay it'll come eventually you yeah. know like we've all read enough interviews with great rock musicians and you know all different types of musicians 
would talk about, oh, I'm just, you know, it just comes through me. I was like, that's fucking bullshit, man. <laughs> it's like, you know what? You get lucky. And, yeah, and you just, if you're a fan of music and a fan of writing music, certain things work at, at different times, you know? It's just And the more you show up, the better, you know, the odds are something's going to come work out, you know? But not, not to just discredit people who say that, you know, that they're a conduit for the musical gods what they're, you know, but um, yeah, I think it's just a matter of being present for something. If, if, if you're there for it, embrace it. If something is creative happening, pursue it. But if it's not there, you know, do whatever you can to, to welcome that environment of getting, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Alanis Morissette says you here. shouldn't spend more than 15 minutes writing a song. It yeah, just happened naturally. Go. And Jagged Little Pill, you know, sold how many copies? You know, honestly, so. you know what's funny? Because like a lot of this, like Varel and whatnot, that just came up like immediately. Yeah, like, yeah. We, and I, we, we had songs that were like Russian Circles cover band songs and we're like, Ugh, I guess this is kind of cool, I guess. And like the second we started playing a song like that Varel, it's like, oh, okay, no, this is awesome. Like the other one. You remember we were having a, we had a song for this record that I forgot hmm. what it was, but we were playing it, and, was, and like we're all like, ah. I thought you liked it. Oh, you don't? Yeah. Like it? No, no, no. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, well, right, okay. let's cut this. Okay, great. Yeah. So, unfortunately, like, uh, yeah, that happens sometimes, and like you just need like a like like Brian, Mike was saying, like Brian doing something, like fixing something, like oh my god, that's awesome. Let's try it. And, or like a hi hat falls over at the right time. Like that's cool. <laughs> come in on the, the like the two there. Like what? I didn't come in. Like what? Symbol fell over. You know. Ultimately. It's what sounds cool to you, and it's, you know, we don't go in there and mean like, yeah, we're going to write a song that's, like, super sad, and it's going to be about my cat that's sick. You know, it's like, no, it's like, oh, that sounds really cool. Let's, like, work on that, so, for yeah, us at least. Yeah, you never know where it's going to take you. Like, yeah. if we tried to, like, we knew we were going to record with Kurt Ballou, who does a lot of heavy stuff, but, like, six months prior to recording, we're like, oh, this isn't that much heavy material, but you can't force, like, let's write heavy stuff. It's like, well, that's almost fake. Like, if it's, just let it come out, you know? some mm-hmm. There's a lot of mellow stuff on the record, but it didn't, as authentic, it was real. It wasn't like, let's, you know, let's really take advantage of it and write heavy stuff. Like, that would be a really bad be record. As, yeah, as real, I feel like. We did a, a seven inch with Kurt, um, like four or five years ago, and I was so nervous playing guitar in front of him because I feel like he's such like a mad guitar genius. Mm hmm. Did you guys feel nervous at all? Not. We played Boston a few days ago, and I was like, oh, fuck. He's probably like, the tone's a little crusty. Are you happy with that, the amount of bass on that? Okay, if you're happy, then I'm happy. But uh, no, Kurt's a sweetheart, man. Yeah. Like, I, the minute we started recording, like he, he made one like joke about one of our riffs, and I took it the wrong way for a second. And I was like, hey, it's perfect. It's like, I needed that. You know, it's like, we're all here. Let's have fun. Just be comfortable, you know? So, uh yeah, that, that went away pretty quickly. You know, thankfully, he's such a nice dude. You yeah, know, and like he's he got was, a really good personality, uh, yeah. sense of humor too, which is yeah, like yeah, absolutely. exactly like ours. So it's like we just screw around with each other all the time. I kind of had a similar thing. I, I've said this before in the podcast, but yeah, I was playing something. He was like, "Oh," and was being totally serious. He was like, he's like, "Are you playing that wrong, or is it supposed to sound wrong?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, it's not supposed exactly. to sound wrong. I'm playing it right." And then I was like, "Oh, he's actually trying to help." And then he actually helped me write this part, and it's so much better. Right, right. But it, yeah, it was just interesting. I was like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a stupid part anyway. You're right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it goes to yeah. show you just that another set of ears always helps. You know, like there's only three of us with any input from a producer or from Kurt, like totally, totally helps. And you definitely get, especially if you've been a band longer than like five years, you definitely start getting in your like, 
comfort zone and patterns and whatnot like oh i'm gonna play this part and then like in your head it sounds completely different but to someone else like hey you might have already wrote that part like it kind of sounds like this or this or that like oh yeah yeah so it's like even my ears with something he writes is different than brian comes in and then having kurt there's we should just have like a uh like a seminar come in of like just random kids and we'll just have like them fill out little uh pamphlets like what what would you like to change in this song like oh this and this and like okay yeah maybe Brent, maybe some of your contacts at berkeley there oh, we yeah. go. oh, oh god that. berkeley yeah. again brian <laughs> no. dude that, and that's rad that you got we're able to do that i'm not jealous at all <laughs> uh, i can I'm, I'm sure they'd be happy to have you yeah i know <laughs> uh, my email is uh do you, um <laughs> Yeah, I, I wouldn't even know what to do. I, I, it would be embarrassing for me to do a Berkeley clinic. Well, it's, it sucks as a bass player, too, because they're like, well, why don't you like start off the clinic by like playing one of your songs on bass? Like, <laughs> oh, no. Do you know what my songs sound like on bass? Yeah. Like, do you know like how much stuff is happening? Did you to, say, like, oh, no? <laughs> I, I think so. Well, I, I was like scrambling Just through my, my fucking my MP3 library being like, that one sounds terrible on its own. That one sounds terrible on its own. It's like... There's like old snake songs. And I was like, I guess that one's kind of cool. Maybe the bass could carry that through it. And then I tried and play it. It's like, I haven't played this in 10 years. I don't remember yeah, how this song a, goes. It's a bad start. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all right. Sorry, I mean, kids. That, that, that's a whole realm of like musical, uh, a musical style that I, I'm just not, I don't think any of us are like accustomed to. Like those guys that can just shred like a, drum solo for an audience play circles around us yeah Yeah. it's like uh, that is just but that's interesting because i did this yeah like i did the summer thing there when i was 17 i noticed a lot of those really good guys like they can shred or they can play that but then you put them in a room with other musicians and and they can't play absolutely like it's a totally different turns into like a new mars volta record yeah it's just like yeah well we get it exactly like you guys all can play really fast and you hit a lot of cymbals and you hit that rack tom 25 (laughs) times in one minute (laughs) but what do I grab onto here? Yeah, where why is the, the saxophone player uh, still the playing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why is there a saxophone player? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's two questions here. <laughs> why is he still playing and why is he here? Um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that, that that it's it's funny, like, those early Mars Volta records with John Theodore playing drums, it's like, he's like a tight drummer. You can tell he plays with other musicians. Yeah. And when they got, uh, um, what is it, Thomas? Pridgen? Pridgen, yeah. He's an amazing drummer. But, like, you can just tell, like, he was just, like, he wanted to, I mean, I'm not really super, like, well-versed on the new Mars Volta stuff, like, the prior, I mean, uh, after uh, um, John Theodore, but from from what I remember, it was just, like, too much. Yeah, like, the whole, like, tightness of the songs just, like, kind of, like. Well, I saw, and they really disowned, like, the loss in the comatorium. Like, I saw them, and it wasn't even, like, they were maybe, like, two or three records in. They're like, we're not going to play any songs from that record. Ugh. And it was just sort of like, that record is so awesome. Exactly. It's a great record. It's yeah. so good. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Like, yeah. come on. I always get so bummed when people disavow old records, you know? Yeah. It's just like, I understand you want to, like, play new things, but when you, like, when you disavow, like, an old record, it makes me not trust what you're doing now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. are you going to, like, disavow this? Yeah, yeah. trust yourself at the time. You did the best you could at yeah. that time. And that's what you do with each record is the best you can do. Yeah. Like even if, you know, even if, even if you're in a pop punk band and now you're in a black metal band, it's like, I understand like you don't want to like talk about that publicly, but like it was a part of your musical development. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, I don't know. The biggest one is that girl or woman, uh, Allison from Discount, 
who's in the, the dead weather and the kills and, the kills and all that yeah. stuff. And you're like, you were in this like goofy, like Florida pop punk band. Yeah. Like that were good. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know about that. Yeah. I and know I like the bands. Like, yeah. I used to put on shows with her in college and like, like buy her zines and stuff. And now it's so, and she's like so cool. And I feel like I did, I've done some interviews with Chad from newfound glory and he, they played some festivals, with the kills and he like loves discount. And he's like, tried to talk to her about it a couple of times. I think she's always like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. My high school band or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally, totally. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, come on. You're in a pop-punk band. <laughs> <laughs> Who wasn't? Yeah, yeah, we all yeah. had a, we all have a fucking, yeah, I was in a pop-punk band. I don't yeah? Yeah. What was your pop-punk band called? Uh, Dig Dug. Mike yeah. was in it too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that was, that was the band that we didn't take stage names. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because I, like, <laughs> we, I quit the band. Dave, we're both going to quit. We're friends with all the guys in that band still. They're all good, good folks. But uh, Dave and I both were gonna quit, and like I, I one day want to start something like, like something a little cooler, yeah, or yeah. like Gazi or something like that. And and I, I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm out because I, I just joined the band because they needed another guitar player, and they asked me, I was like, yeah, sure, why not? You know. And Dave, I, I quit. I called the other guitar player and said, hey man, I'm out. This is not for me. And Dave calls right away, like, dude, you quit? <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, I can't. He's we're like, supposed to, we're supposed to quit together. <laughs> like, no, no, I gotta call and quit. I'm like, go for it, man. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, to leave you out. But yeah, that, that was a fun band. It was you know, we, we played yeah, fun we were shows. So, yeah, we were, we were, super we were young, young kids. Yeah. We got to play in front of people and open for bands coming through town. So I remember that, we, we played it, a show with Kim Dynamite once, and I went in the back. Because uh, I like Kid Dynamite when I was younger. And yeah, like, me I still yeah. love Kid Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. great. Like, remember going back because I wouldn't warm up. You know, like warm up. Come on, I'm punk, bro. I went warm <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. I went in the back and I just saw the drummer like warming up for like an hour and a half. I'm like, what? Dave Wagon Shoes. Yeah, Dave yeah. Wagon Shoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, that guy's like a madman. Yeah, yeah I think a crazy man. I think he had to do that just to because so much nervous energy. Totally. <laughs> but it was that was the first time I'm like, oh, you you prepare to play a show. That's cool. I'll do that now. I remember hearing Dig Dug for the first time, and you guys were such a better first band than my first band. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it like, was... What was yeah. your first band, Brian? Uh, we were called Without Influence, and it was like... <laughs> oh, my God. It was so bad. I was like, were a cover band, hopefully? I was like 14, <laughs> you know, and it was just like... Like no one knew what a power chord was. It was just like, you know, <laughs> just total... It was, it, was, it was like the shags, you know, or just like total like... Here's an instrument. Yeah. You know, like, okay. This is, That's such an yeah. oddly pretentious name. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you see the picture of Kurt posted with him when he was straight edge with a giant X t shirt? No. Oh, they look good. It's amazing. <laughs> like, it's like one of his first bands. He was in this straight edge hardcore band. But <sighs> it's like. Kurt's a big guy. He's a tall dude. That, yes. that, that's a big X. Yeah. Huge yeah. <laughs> X. Like, like, it's like, what, six foot five? So that's a giant X. It was a baggy shirt, too. So. I'm sure it was, and that's the era for it. Oh, yeah. But you still, you still like, yeah, again, like, that was, there were just, like, bands now that are starting out that first show, their friends are all recording, and it's, it's going to get harder and harder for, like, a girl, like, that was in discount to, like, you know, Hide get from away yeah. from all that stuff. It, this stuff's documented now. Dick yeah. Doug is not on video or anywhere yeah. on the internet. If people want to check out Dig Dug, how can they do it? Um, you gotta come to one of our houses and ask to borrow a CD. Yeah, <laughs> of us with like bleach blonde don't hair, have, I don't and have like a CD dyed dude. hair, and funny different hair colors. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. yeah. Also, probably some copyright issues with, with that name. Uh, we oh, spelled we, it differently. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. and we have Come nothing on. to do with that name, uh, dude. I'm in a band that they got a cease and desist for our band name. Oh, really? So I just, yeah. Oh, wow. from, from United Nations. From the United Nations. <laughs> Are you oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm very familiar with it. Whenever I hear a band name, I'm like, "Good luck, guys." Yeah. yeah. What was, What are you guys going to do? It was like eight years ago. Oh, okay. So nothing happened. Okay. We just we actually put out a box set and we made a thousand cassettes and wrapped them in the season desist. We kind of like turned it into like that's right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's yeah. totally awesome. I'm not supposed to talk about it because like every time we talk about it, it's like this could come back up. I'm like I don't care. Uh, yeah, we spelled Doug with a D D O U G. Dig Doug instead of D. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the stage names, one of the the bass player friend Jeff, his name was his stage name was Jeff Doug. <laughs> Do you remember that era of hardcore? Yeah, when everyone's name. <laughs> I, I fucking love it, man. There was, dude, that was a specific era of hardcore. Where everyone's name had the band in it. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, it's like whatever. Cell phone entry now. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I was reading an interview in like this hardcore tension building zine, and there was up in this band called Push Too Far. And look, and we got an interview with their singer Todd Too Far. Oh, well, like, and it was like yeah. I was like, some of these, these names don't sound cool. Like, you know what? Jeff Jeff was a big hardcore fan. That's probably one of those things where he wanted to kind of incorporate. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't want to be Jeff Dig. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, Doug has got to be Doug. <laughs> well, it's funny because again, we're, we're we're still buds with those guys, and Brian's become friends with them too. Some of them, and one of them goes by his stage name still. And Brian's like, so he still goes by his stage name? We're like, no. Wait. Wait, that's his Son last name, right? His last name's no. Rowdy? No? He spells it. No. It's <laughs> not it's, like Rowdy. That's like not, it's not, it's not his last name. I know. Yeah, but like, I, I, for a second there, we all thought it was yeah, his exactly. last name. Yeah, exactly. Brian brought it up. We're like, no, it's his last. Wait. No. <laughs> Son of a bitch. What is his name? I'm like, that shit really took fire, man. Yeah, we should. Well, well, it's not too late for us to do stage names. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. They, they actually called and asked if I wanted to do like a reunion show. No joke. Call, there man. was like some sort of like benefit going on and I, we were going to Europe so I couldn't do it. I'm like, you guys, like, you don't need me. You know, you can get any drummer to do this. Like, it's like, I am not going to bring people. I'm not going to, ticket sales aren't going to go up because I'm playing. It's like, just get another drummer. Go for it. I'm not going to have a cease and desist letter to you no. guys. That was, it's not going to be a misfits uh, scenario. That was, that was almost 20 years ago. Yeah. That, that's insane, man. Yeah. Wow. No, oh, it was. Yeah. I think it was 15. Yeah, yeah. something around there. Yeah. Had my eyebrow pierced. Looks sick. <laughs> you ever think about bringing Such that back? Such a bad boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, maybe. I just, if time's right. Um, I got it. My mom didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't have an eyebrow piercing at school, but so I put a little... Yeah, thing I've been back to like trying to dress punk and not knowing how to do it. Totally. Like, I wore a pair of skate shoes that were all brown because I had to wear dress shoes. Yeah. Got yeah. Well, I, the system. I, I, at my so school, tight. I bleached my hair. It's all, it's like, you know, white, like platinum white. Looked like that awkward caddy from Happy Gilmore. And then I dyed it red. So it's like bright, bright, shining red. Go to school. And they're like, you, you got to take that out. I'm like, there's no getting it out. Yeah. Like, this is it. They're like, you either need to shave it or dye it darker. And so I, Bleached it again that night. So one week, bleached it totally white, <laughs> red, and then white the same day. And I've like, I'm lucky I have a single hair in my head left. Well, like after all that, my poor hair's been been through it. It looks looks so good. It's too it bad. Like, like, yeah. like, I look great with like emaciated, crazy. Yeah, I looked like a, people wanted to give me money walking around. Like oh, like make a wish foundation approach me and like, what do you want? Yeah. Um, awkward awkward 
Yeah, every now, now the internet helps you dress. Oh, you want to be in a punk band? Dress like this. Yeah, yeah. Totally, you know, do Back, this. Yeah, totally. We didn't Back know what then. to do. Yeah, like, absolutely. And I had a, I had, I love again. I love Fugazi. You always have. And I remember, like, I was sewing a Massimo or ironing a <laughs> a Fugazi patch on a Massimo hat. I'm like, this seems so wrong. Like, I I read the lyrics lyrics, or I, I know what they're talking about. You know, and like and this this uh, like Massimo was a. You know, I had the hat. And I was just like weird. Like, how do you do this? How do you dress punk? I was, there's no handbook for there's it. There's no Google. I didn't get it right. I'll tell you that. I didn't figure it out. It's like trying to grow dreads when I was 19. It's like didn't have the internet. I was like, you just don't wash your hair for a while, right? That's all. You yeah. Do. Oh, yeah. I just didn't. I didn't know about any of the. What's with you guys? My dreads were so bad. My dreads. <laughs> dude, I looked. I've, never had I looked dread, but... I've had the worst haircuts possible. Wow, man. <laughs> It's a dread obsession. I think Brian nailed that right. That the dog shit waterfall. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I have no business having dreads. And uh, uh, you, you were on a Randy Rhodes kick, and you were trying to do bangs. Yeah, I tried to. I, I'm a huge Randy Rhodes fan. So that when this band first started, I tried to have like a Randy Rhodes haircut because <laughs> chicks love that shit, and I looked like like a Rod Stewart cover artist or something. <laughs> And like it's kind of androgynous somehow. Yeah. It just it did it didn't take either. That's why I like I'm sticking to this. I'm gonna keep a fucking mustache in my hair until it falls out and that's it. Uh, no more changes, no more I've done it all. So this is it for now. Until yeah. God, we've talked about so many random things on the center. Yeah, I will if I will, I'll let you guys dress me any way you want to. Okay. I ask it. Like when I'm when I'm dead, just like, go to town. Like whatever you want to do. We did just, have a thing where at the end of a European tour. We got stuck in Greece for a long period of time because there was that uh, that Icelandic uh, volcano went off. Oh, right. And you couldn't fly. We were going to have this bet where all of us were going to give each other 500 euros and we had to buy an outfit for <laughs> the other person to fly home with. And Perfect I don't use know. of money. Yeah. 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 If, you, I don't, if you wanted to get paid at the end of the tour. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you right. wanted money at the end of the tour, you had to wear what the guy bought you. Yeah. And it couldn't be it couldn't be offensive, but... Yeah, so yeah. We're all dressing each other. It's, yeah. Yeah, we it, should it had to fit. You couldn't get arrested wearing it, <laughs> totally. and it, it couldn't have anything racist on it. <laughs> like all the rules. Like, you'd be surprised what you can do. I still think it'd be great, like have some kind of bet. Whoever messes up most on the tour or something like that, and like we get to dress you. Like, all right, Brian, you messed up the most, so we get to dress you for the final show of the tour. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're picking your wardrobe. I think Unfortunately, our, our stage is too dark. We need to have a brighter. Oh, yeah, no, no, we'll have a different light show. On, yeah, the, yeah. on the person. Yeah, yeah I like that. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, you're just going to dress me like Steve Sneer in, in uh, Germany when he lost the bet? Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that didn't work out, though, because it was so dark on stage. No, no that's true. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't take either. That was still one of our favorite tours ever with These Arms of Snakes and Russian Circles at a European. It was our first European tour, and it was he was doing double duties, but like it was like a lot of places. You know, when you go over there, when you go there for the first time, it's completely different now. It's like you're so, like, so normal now but back then like we went to russia for the first time and all these okay. crazy places and that was so much fun those guys are great the snakes guys fun. that was one of the most fun tours yeah for sure that's when speaking of bad airport attire we didn't know how to get merch into russia <laughs> so we wanted to bring you know russian circles merch We're like well we can't pack it and you know it's Oh man, it's, it's shoestring, like- shoestring budget you know flying anywhere you know right. so we're like well how do we get these shirts over there and we got the great idea, like, well, if we just wear all of our merch over there, <laughs> we'll be fine. So Dave and I elect to wear 
five smalls, five mediums, five larges, five extra larges, and then put our dumbass coats on top of that. And we're like, dude, we're fucking, we're high fiving right and left. We're like, we're fucking geniuses. Like, I'm never bringing a merch tub anywhere I go ever again. This is it forever. This is a done deal. We should trademark this. And then we're going through security, and and they're like, like, okay, please remove your jacket. We're, like, we're sweating a little bit. We're sweating literally because we have so much fucking shit on. And we take our jackets off, and we're like, oh, they're gonna bust us, you know. We take it off, and it's just TSA, you know. And he's right. like, uh. Like, are we in trouble? Like, he's like I don't give a fuck. Like, I, think, I think you're stupid. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not gonna. I have nothing to bust you on. Like, I'm not customs. I, like, 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 I, I think I was gonna pass out on the flight. I was so hot. <laughs> yeah, oh, we were dying. Dave's a sweater too. Whoever bought those first five smalls oh, of Dave's yeah. body, that so smells like some serious man funk. <laughs> And those shirts were hideous too. Yeah, those really were the bad. worst yeah, they, shirts. Like the, they, they like they overdid the design. The design <laughs> so was like, like a full from collar full, to the bottom yeah, threading so, of the so shirt. Wearing, like you're wearing Hardy shirts. You're like wearing shirts. like five layers of ink. You're wearing like a plastic yeah. totally sheet. And Hardy Russell circles. And every time I see someone in Europe wearing one of those shirts on a show, I'm like, oh my god! Can I give yeah. you a free shirt? Yeah. <laughs> Take that one, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Russian Circles. Thank you to Brian, Dave, and Mike for coming by. Um, their latest album, Guidance, is available now. And you can catch him uh, on tour with Mastodon and Eagles of Death Metal in your town soon. Unless you're in Europe and then they're on tour now. Yeah, so get out there now, man. So get out there. Quick. Hey, you. Yeah. In Holland. They're playing tonight. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Um yeah, and uh, if you want to support this podcast, you can donate via Venmo now. Brad, oh, that's set, up, right. Brad set up a Venmo account. Add off track. It'll add probably ask track. you if you want to pay Brad Worrell, but that's who it is. It's, yeah. The it's tag is add off track. Tag's off track. Name is Brad. So donate. You can donate 50 cents, 500 bucks, whatever you want. Help us pay for our server costs. If you don't want to do that, you can leave us a nice review on iTunes for free. Drop us a line, tweet at us, message us, check out Brad on Soundwag. You can check out my stuff at jonahbayer.com. Um, so what else? What else is there, man? What else is there? You and me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll be doing some podcasts with Stephen and Benny coming up as well. I know we will. I know we will. Um, but until then, have a great week, and we'll be back with another amazing podcast next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.